0: okay let's get this started evening to everybody who's tuned in on our live stage and good evening or morning to everyone else who's listening on our podcast feed either for our patrons on patreon.com slash padres hot or on our free feed as well craig elston on the padres hot tub post game show i'm back in my office uh, and have just had a series of <laughs> hilariously bad sets of timing Uh, to start this show, beginning with hitting, I think, a new club record, 13 Red Lights, on the way back from a restaurant uh, off Hammershaw Boulevard, and then uh, walking in to find out that uh, my wife had just begun uh, printing like a book on the printer over here. So if you hear some printing sounds in the background... Uh, of, the show, of the show, that's that's why. And I just wanted to set that stage. We've got some great questions in our Padres text channel here as we record live on our Discord, and I'll be getting to those. And we've got uh, already a good group that's gathered here on our uh, stage, so to speak, our virtual amphitheater. So if any of you would like to raise your hand uh, and offer a comment or a question uh, in regards to this evening's game, uh, then I'll be absolutely happy to do that. Padres, Drop this one to the San Francisco Giants and and essentially lose to Carlos Rodon. Uh, and a dominant effort three to one was the final score. Uh, both aces, Darvish and Rodon, were terrific. Both were victimized by some shaky defense to allow a run in the second inning. Both got out of jams in the second inning. Both settled down and were terrific, and I guess the only difference was that there were just enough easy, easy innings for Carlos Radon That his pitch count was so low that he was able to get to the eighth inning, get to the ninth inning, uh, and wind up throwing what to me is pretty much the most impressive thing you can do uh, in 2022 Major League Baseball, which is throw a complete game. I believe I heard that was the 15th complete game in Major League Baseball uh, this year. And that was the 12 strikeout effort uh, by Carlos Rodon, who pitched seven no-hit innings. And depending on whether you will want to count a double play as two people in a row retired uh, or one uh, retired 21 in a row or 22, uh, finished retiring 21 of 22, uh, just giving up a two-out walk in the ninth uh, to Luke Voigt. And wrapping up with a do- another dominant strikeout. Uh, the Giants, I heard while walking the pug uh, in the middle innings and listening to Jesse Agler, uh, had not been under 500 since they were two and three in 2021, the longest streak right now in the big leagues. And as a team that was completely reeling, losing eight of nine and 13 of 17 coming into the game today, they got a stopper effort from Carlos Radon. And I think that's really how from a Padres standpoint, a Padre fan standpoint, you kind of have to look at this game that the giants backs were against the wall. Uh, if they lose this game, they've lost nine out of 10 uh, and they're flailing. You know, I believe that would have been six straight losses to the Padres uh, and they would have dived under 500 and started to think about selling, which is something I dreamed about here on the discord uh, earlier. I believe after yesterday's loss, the giants are reeling. The Padres were stumbling coming into this series uh, and stumbling was doing better than reeling. uh, Even though there was the injury to jerks Profar on Thursday that shuffled the deck one more time for the San Diego Padres. Padres are playing a very shorthanded, team right now. They started Brent Rooker in left field, uh, which didn't add to the offense any anymore uh, than most anyone else has. Uh, and on most days, I think we'd be here lamenting that the Padres struggled offensively, but this wasn't a Giants bullpen day like last night's game when the Padres really, you know, Three runs for most of the game, uh, and and it was the great pitching of Blake Snell and and Padres relief, Nick Martinez, uh, that allowed uh, that game to be in control and for them to get to a really struggling reliever late in the game and and kind of put it away. Padres do better against relievers than starters generally this year, and today they just really never got a chance uh, to... Unlock against Rodon, who just went one, two, three from the third inning through the eighth inning. And then two outs in the ninth, Luke Voigt, who had an otherwise very forgettable game, uh, you know, draws a walk and you think, okay, you got a chance. No, you had no chance. So, you know, in the old you're going to win 50, lose 50, and it's what you do with the rest. I put this in the lose 50 column. Uh, Not really a a game that that rankles me in terms of the result. Sure would have been great to get that win, but they lose it three to one. couple notes, though. Uh, the Padres at the beginning of the year, and we've talked about this here, that they are a thin margin team. Uh, th- this is a club that requires things to, to at least a couple things to be going right in every game for them to win. They need that great starting pitching. They need to play that really tight, solid defense, that plus defense, and they need to negotiate a couple timely hits here and there. And the great starting pitching is there. Oh man, has it been great? You know, I was at the last three games, uh, you know, Clevenger maybe betrayed uh, just thinking chronologically through it by, uh, you know, a ball that got by Manny, uh, you know, some two out hits, uh, but he was still pretty good. Uh, I, I Musgrove was great and Snell was terrific. Uh, the last two games. I mean, just outstanding, outstanding efforts. And so was you Darvish today. So Padres have got that on log. But the defense has not been where it was at the start of the year. And while we knew, for example, you know, Eric Cosmer wasn't going to have a 500 BABIP all season long, you know, we also figured that a lot of guys would heat up and that the offense would balance out. It has to some extent... But the defense has has regressed to some extent. And in particular, uh, today, there were not good plays made at first base, uh, which continues a trend. And we all love to smash Eric Hosmer for every misplay and, and poorly handled ball he makes. Uh, it, it's almost refreshing to see Luke Voigt just be more conventionally bad. At first base, you know, having a ball get past him uh, to his left, a ball get past him to his right, a ball hit him on his big, you know, unbuttoned chest on a short hop instead of finding the glove, Uh, you know, kind of a a classical, uh, you know, meat shield over there uh, at at first base instead of Hosmer, who finds new and unique ways uh, to misplace balls and give errors to his teammates Uh, each week. Look, we made it about Hosmer. He didn't even play today. That's a dollar uh, in the fine jar here on Padres Hot Tub. Uh, Austin Nola, what was that play at home plate? Uh, I heard Bob Melvin's comments after the game, uh, as I mentioned, had to start just a little bit later than we intended. And uh, there might have been some confusion about whether that ball was to be cut off or not. And that could have Played uh, an issue uh, in how Nola very cautiously approached the ball and kind of walked into the path and out of the path uh, of the runner as he tried to feel the ball and saw it go past him. Uh, wound up not leading to any additional runs uh, in the game, but it was still not a great play. And and for Nola, who's not going to throw out very many base runners uh, when he's behind the plate, he's kind of become a only rec- receive-only quality defensive catcher you know he's pretty good at get, at being a receiver but he's had some pass balls <laughs> you know he's had some pass balls that was a funny play at the plate he was a converted infielder to catcher and when nola's not really providing essentially anything defensively other than maybe framing or, or having a good rapport with the pitcher uh his lack of offense even shines out more. The Padres started their, uh, you know, jumbo backfield uh, lineup today, uh, mostly out of necessity, but Jorge Alfaro, who's had issues with his knee, and that's been why he hasn't been able to be catching back-to-back, and, you know, he's been playing a lot more DH. He he did DH, and he had one of the only Padre hits all the way back in the second inning because they had no hits from the third inning uh, to the end of the game. But, you know, the Padres aren't going to be loving life Starting Alfaro and Nola and having that be two spots uh, in the lineup right now, you need Alfaro to be the starting catcher as soon as he's healthy. And hopefully after the All-Star break, he'll be able to be the five or six day a week uh, catcher for the Padres until he cools off or Nola heats up. Because right now that situation, uh, that's not working out and defensively. Uh, it's not working out. Voight was not good today. Nola was not good today. Everyone else, I guess, was fine uh, out there, including Brent Rooker, watching the Wilmer Flores ball go over his head. And that leads you to the last thing on the notes before I want to get to questions and get to uh, any audience uh, participation, if you'd like to hold up your hand here on our live post game show on the Discord. Uh, and that is the, the situation with Luis Garcia in the eighth inning. Because right now, the Padres, the Padres bullpen, it's Nabil Chrismat in terms of level of confidence. And then, I I don't know. (laughs) I mean, Taylor Rogers has been pitching to an ERA over eight uh, over his last like 15 appearances and has been shaky each time we've seen him uh, recently. And then yesterday had to warm up twice. And I was very worried that if it was a 2 1 game, uh, you know, when the Padres were winning, that Rodgers might be a shaky option. Even though he "quote unquote" had today off, he pitched in the eighth inning warming up, and he pitched in the ninth inning warming up uh, yesterday. So it was good that that didn't happen today. But the reason it didn't happen was because Luis Garcia, who has crazy good stuff, is just increasingly an unreliable and low confidence option. When he takes them out in, in leverage situations, it really feels like it's a coin flip. feels like there's going to be a base runner or two every time. Uh, the one thing, though, is that Luis Garcia has been great at keeping the ball in the ballpark. And that didn't happen today. Wilmer Flores got a slider up. Guy throwing 100, but, you know, wants to use the slider for the out pitch. Also as the sinker. Uh, but the slider's been better of late. And he hangs it and Wilmer Flores, who knows how to hit a clutch home run, you know, hits a clutch home run and gives the Giants, who had to get a win to get over 500, a 3-1 lead. And then Rodon closes it out. And it's kind of like at that point, OK, you know, you slam the door. But, you know, Robert Suarez is working his way back. Adrian Morejon is working his way back. Chris Johnson is working his way back. Michelle Baez just got promoted to AAA. You know, Lamette is currently back up. Who knows if he'll get a, a leverage moment because Craig Stammen uh, is on the DL. They've got the kid from South Africa, Taylor Scott, uh, that's out there. Tim Hill, you know, is Tim Hill. I guess my question would be to you uh, in the audience, if you want to react to this, uh, is getting an eighth inning reliever a top two priority? Is it a top one priority? Uh, for the Padres, uh, or should it be for AJ Preller at the deadline? Because I, or is it just okay to say, "All right, these guys are coming back. That's your reinforcement in the bullpen. It's those guys who you can see are on the way back from the DL, and we're just going to roll with those dudes as opposed to spending money uh, on the bullpen." That that's the question that I have uh, for you and. Let's see if I can do this right and invite uh, our man, MTL Ryan, to come on up to the stage uh, and join us and be our our first post-game guest here on the Padres Hot Tub post-game show. What's up, my man?
1: Howdy. You hearing me?
0: I'm hearing you loud and clear.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, I just want to come out the gate. You know, I have been a Luis Garcia defender in the chat. Um, I think when you look at where our numbers are as a bullpen on the season, we are 13th, I think in ERA, but we're significantly better in whip. We're significantly better in walks. We do not give up a lot of home runs. So there is still some general vibes to say that our bullpen has been unlucky in some sense. And I mean, you look at the results today, it's not good, but it happens. Bullpens give up runs. The way that I think about it, it's like a kicker in the NFL. Everybody's always got the kicker. They don't, they don't really think about them in the slightest until suddenly you miss a 45-yarder, and now everybody's calling for the guy's job. It's the same kind of mentality. I do think, though, it's always a priority to add relievers because it's one of those positions where – there's always a better guy. So although I think that, you know, there's been a lot of panic, you know, I hear a lot of, Oh, the bullpen sucks. The bullpen's a problem. The numbers don't show that looking around MLB. And I think that uh, that's all I got to say is, you know, you kind of got to just trust the pitching. And I know that we are injured right now. So I don't want to leverage a lot of stuff to get a big reliever. But I do think that if you want to get an impact guy, you know going to go back to it you know i think that it's a package deal with chicago might be the best thing to do um go get
0: david robertson
1: i yeah david robertson is good you know i know he blew a save the other night so his uh his stock is trending down so buy low um but between him and uh chris martin has also been surprisingly really solid out of that chicago bullpen uh Really liked him. I mean, Scott Efros, I know that we've had a little bit of a back and forth. Hosmer Apologist is down on him. I'm up on him. Um, But between all that, like, you get a package deal going with either Ian Happ or Rafael Ortega in the outfield and one of those guys. I'm not worried about it anymore. But, like, ultimately, I just want to say, like, bullpens blow games. It happens. I don't think that it's as big of a problem. I only think we're concerned about the bullpen as much as we are because the offense has been terrible. And I don't want that to distract. Because if you're if your pitching keeps the opponent under three runs a game, or like, you know, three or lower, that's fine. Like don't yeah. let the bullpen distract you from the real problems with the team, is more or less the gist of that.
0: Okay, and I'm not I'm not here to disagree, and I, and I think you're completely right that there are other issues that have to be addressed. Um, first base is an issue that has to be addressed for the San Diego Padres. It's it's tough to say, and it's tough to keep saying, but like
1: with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: you know, I, I noted on on Twitter earlier during the game, it's it's funny, and I know the sample sizes are not large enough to to overcome the history and allow the Padres to do something crazy. But like right now, Luke Voigt is only hitting right handers, and Eric Hosmer is only hitting left handers. And Eric Cosmer is only getting at bats against righties, and Luke Foyt is only getting at, is getting you know all the first base at bats against lefties. He's he's an everyday player for the most part, but it's it's just funny how like it becomes a maximum uh, inefficiency platoon at first base right now for the Padres, and I it it's very difficult to close that off right now as a place where you like that. That's an easy place. The Padres can improve at the deadline. Now, if you can get a reliever in at the same time, if you can get one reliever in, I think that's great. But to your point, I wouldn't spend resources for the bit Kimbrel to go uh, with Liam Hendricks type trade that we saw uh, with the white Sox last year.
1: Yeah. And I mean, Voight at first is the kind of decision that you tolerate because his bat is good, but we knew he wasn't a good defender when we acquired him. I mean, there's a reason that the, the Yankees went after Rizzo and it's because Voight wasn't your everyday defenseman at first. And, you know, if we can get somebody who can be more consistent in that position, great. Or we can just, you know, make the hard choices considering, uh, some dead money on the roster and, uh, Slide over Cronenworth when Tatis comes back. I know that's the uh, the other thing that people are you know, wondering what the hell happens when that goes down.
0: Yeah, great question. And uh, good stuff, man. Appreciate you chiming in. My man, MTL Ryan. I don't know if I can let you. if, if you'd like to.: excuse I'll yourself out from the back the, Yeah, if you'd like to ex- exit quietly, I think there's a way to kick you out, and I have no idea how to do it. I know how to do it, but I forget. It's probably over here, now, I think I would have banned you or something. I, <laughs> I got to figure out how to fly this ship. Uh, I think I know how to land it, though. I definitely knew how to get it in the air. Uh, so the Padres dropped this one, you know, three to one. Luis Garcia is frustrating. The thing I was just looking at, fifth loss. For Luis Garcia, which, you know, alongside four wins, tells you he's in a lot of close games, which is the nature of this team playing a very low offense winning style. <laughs> You're going to have a lot of close games where these guys are in pressure games and the wins on the line. Taylor Rogers, so far this year, 0 4 already and five blown saves uh, at essentially the midway point of the season. A 10-blown save closer is not what we call a good closer. Uh, you know, if if we really think about it over time. So there's room for concern, but I guess we should put it on the shelf with our other rooms for concern uh, for the San Diego Padres. Uh, If anyone else wants to raise their hand, we've also got a couple of text questions uh, that have been put in. And I want to mention very quickly, because also I'm thirsty, that Padres Hot Tub is brought to you by Hop Valley Brewing. And uh, we don't normally talk about it on the post-game show, but we didn't have a group therapy this week. This is our mini group therapy for me. Uh, John's had a couple of late-night versions over the course of the last couple of nights, but Hop Valley Brewing is there for you every night. If you go find it at hopvalleybrewing.com, go to the beer finder, find where it's closest to you, go enjoy yourself a bubble stash, as we see so many Padres Hop tub fans in the Discord Doing when they're out on the road watching a game, whether they're at Dodger Stadium like we were last weekend with uh, my man Waded Rafi Cantor and Tevin McReynolds and every and uh, Uncle Fryer got to see all of our uh, great patrons out there. Got to enjoy some Hop Valley Brewing out there as well. And hmm. tell you what, that bubble stash is just so nice and clean. It's the perfect beer to drink. While you're negotiating a Padres hot tub live postgame show, because it's right there with the great flavor you like, but it doesn't have the heavy bitterness. not going to hit you uh, in the face. Hop Valley. Check it out at HopValleyBrewing.com. Uh, Crony Gwynn asked at Crony Gwynn. I like that. After watching mow Moa's down for a complete game today, where are we at on hitting? Is it purely on the players, or is it a birdar thing, or is it many? Voight, less than 100? And no Tatis Meyers, Profarn equals no length in the lineup. Today, Cronigwin, today, I'm going to say we should talk about Carlos Redon. He was terrific. It was akin to a must-win game for the Giants. We never want to give too much credit to the opponent, I know. However, I think... In this case, Rodon was absolutely tremendous. We knew with Profar being out that the Padres lineup, one of the key bricks was out of place. And I thought one of the big keys to yesterday's win was that Ha Sung Kim reached base three times out of the leadoff spot. He got on his first time today. And by the way, uh, in Bob Melvin's postgame, he said Ha Sung Kim had a little bit of a left thumb issue, which led him to uh, exit the game, so we could be seeing less of Hassan Kim in the next couple of days, which means that you might start to see C.J. Abrams as an everyday player at shortstop uh, for the next couple of days, at least for the San Diego Padres and maybe toward the All-Star break, uh, to some greater level. So, something to think about uh, that Hassan Kim is out, but right now, I think the lineup is is crippled. <laughs> you know, it's it's not where you want it to be. Your offense in the outfield is essentially a zip. And uh, no more Merzara is an important hitter that right now is not going to start against lefties naturally. So Radon is a good matchup against the Padres right now when Voight isn't hitting. And really, you look across it and you go, hey, you know, other than Manny, who really scares you in the Padres lineup against a left-handed starter right now. I don't think there's a ton of big answers. I think they hope Brett Rooker is going to be one of those answers. And that's tough for a kid coming up from El Paso. So today I'll give it to Rodon. But overall, I think it's absolutely clear the Padres don't have a championship contention level offense. They have the kind of offense that you just know is going to get shut down, whether they face a Dodgers or a Brewers or Braves or a Cardinals even. And the Cardinals aren't a very good pitching staff in the postseason, when everything tightens up, you know, and that Padres pitching staff has carried them the whole year. They're going to be asked to carry them into short season where everyone ramps up. It's a tough situation. And that's why I still think if they can find a way, if they can find a way to either blow over that cap or negotiate under it, they're going to do something to add some offense to this lineup because it's just too good starting pitching uh, to not do so. I saw uh, we had somebody with their hand up in the audience. And if you'd like to pop that hand back up, I'd be happy to take you up to the stage. I also have a couple more questions in our Padres channel here on the hot tub post-game show. So I'll dive into one more of those Since I don't see a hand up right now. Um, Monty, who is my guest on Thursday night out at the ballpark, be a patron, go to a ball game. It's a San Diego perk if you happen to live in the area. Uh, It says, not all that specific to this game, more of a mental exercise. Ooh, this could be fun. What do we think the odds of the following opting out and how would we feel about it? Profar, Nick Martinez, Cosmer. Let's just stop there. Uh, Because Manny after 23, that's that's too far down the line. Uh, I think in order, Martinez is probably the most likely to opt out followed by Profar and Hosmer, and how would I feel about it? I'd rather see, I guess, Martinez and Profar opt in. I would be agnostic if Profar opted out. I think he's a fun player that brings a lot of chemistry to the team, so I wouldn't like to see that go. Uh, He's done very well in left field this year, and honestly has outperformed what I've expected and I still, you know, in the back of my mind, figure he's going to finish at 229. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like every time I see him at like 250, I'm like, OK, he's, he's 21 points over right now. Um, but I, you know, he's done a lot and he's been very good as the leadoff hitter. And I was hoping to continue to see him in that. And now I'll be curious to see it, how he is when he comes back. You know, Hosmer's been terrible, so he he's not opting out. Uh, I think it's it's getting to the point of either we're trading him for nothing. Uh, again, it hasn't worked last two years. Uh, when that fails, I think they may have to consider a DFA. Probably won't do it because they don't really have an incredible option. Uh, I, I don't think. And this, I'll just say this very briefly. We always talk it, and Cronenworth is the best first baseman on this team defensively. There's no question about it. But his value is as a great second baseman. That's where Jake Cronenworth is valuable to the San Diego Padres. Is as a rangy, exciting, plus defense second baseman that drives in runs. You know, even now on on pace to drive in about eighty runs, even when hitting two forty, has the chance to hit up to twenty home runs. Has the chance to be a, a, a two seventy plus hitter, and that's valuable as a second baseman. As a first
1: baseman, Wally Joyner light, you know, and you're not quite that level of defense.
0: I don't think that the it's a great option long term at first base. As a late inning defensive replacement, it's a great option. And with Abrams and Kim, when they're healthy and both around, or maybe Tatis, you know, that's a thing you can do to get. Hosmer and void off the field what you need to do you need to get one of those guys off the field at all times and yet right now you have to play one or the other at all times so it's, it's, it's very frustrating I know um, but I feel like you you really need something else you need something else you need another first baseman that you could count on and if that means that Hosmer has to adopt the John Vanderwall role of being off the bench you know hey paycheck still uh, covers right paycheck is still there Uh, checking one more time in our audience, if anyone wants to raise their hands, uh, and jump up with a quick question here on our post game show. If not, I think I've got one more question in the Padres channel to get through and we will, uh, call it an evening on this one. See, we've got folks, uh, out at the Seattle game, enjoying some hop Valley as well. Uh, Senor Juante asks the question for post game. How concerned are you about the Padres not making in game offensive adjustments?
1: Well, today,
0: you know, Carlos Rodon's formula was working. He was nailing the exact top of the strike zone with 97, 98 on the regular, sometimes 95, 96, but really in that, you know, high, high nineties after the first couple innings and using the slider tunneling off that pitch so that he can even throw the slider for a strike at the bottom right corner of the zone, or he can bury the slider down by your back foot as a separate kind of pitch, but he's got the combination of the tunneling ability and the ability to throw the breaking pitch in two different areas. So I think today, I guess you could say the adjustment is layoff, but he was throwing a lot of those for strikes. Sure, he, he misses sometimes, but... He was throwing enough for strikes that you couldn't just stand up there and and take it. In general, the Padres have at least done better in later innings than they've done in early innings this season. So I guess empirically, I'd struggle to say that the evidence is there that they don't make in-game adjustments. They've come from behind uh, a good amount and have scored off relievers, which is someone you have to adjust to on the fly. So, I, I feel okay about that. I really think today was a really good pitching performance, and it's very different than, you know, and look, they faced Webb, who's their twin ace, right, for the Giants to start this series. And that was a really good pitching performance. Padres are going to struggle against good pitching. They don't have that elite level offense that, other than Manny and hopefully Tatis coming back, can really harass good pitching. Everyone else in the lineup to beat a good pitcher they need that pitcher to make a mistake Uh, and for half the lineup they need the pitcher to be having an off night not just make a random mistake so improving the offense has to be mission number one for AJ Preller and then if he only does that it means that you're gambling on this bullpen and I'd love to see and maybe we'll do on uh, Monday night's hot tub, a confidence-o-meter of, it's the playoffs. It's the eighth inning. <laughs> Luis Garcia is on, f- on the mound. How do you feel? And kind of go through the roster and say, how do you feel? How are you going to feel? Who are you going to be confident in that situation uh, going forward for the San Diego Padres? That's, th- th- those would be my twin areas of concern. And can we get a first baseman? Can we, can... There, I'm sure there's a dozen that could do something that would, that would uh, improve upon what's going on here. All right. Last call for alcohol. Uh, If there's anyone in the audience that would like to raise their hand and pop up on the stage, we will welcome you out to here. uh, And I'd be excited to hear your question or comment. Otherwise, Hey, Padres lose this one. They, had a rough start with a two-game sweep against the Mariners. They won the first two here, so now two and three on this homestand. Uh, but an opportunity to get a big win tomorrow and take three out of four from the Giants. Push them back to 500. Push them back to that mediocrity where they start to think that selling Carlos Radon would be a better idea than hanging on to him and helping elevate the Padres' prospects <laughs> to winning a wild card. Don't count this one as a panicky loss. This is the kind of loss to me that I put in the bucket of 50 that you lose uh, this year. All right, Uh, John Gennaro, and I will probably be taking tomorrow off unless something dramatic happens, and we'll be back with Padres Hot Tub on Monday. Thanks to all of our ge- great patrons, and if anyone's listened to the end here on the free feed that is not a member of our community, hey, become a member of the community, as about 300 people have done already, uh, and more every day. Go to patreon.com slash Padres Hot Tub, P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash Padres Hot Tub. Go to Hot Valley Brewing, get yourself a Hot Valley, and join our community. Th- those are exclusive you don't have to do both of those things you could you could just go to patreon.com slash padre santa you could just go to hop valley we'd prefer you go to patreon then hop valley and do the duo that's completely up to you i've done and
1: that's said enough have a great rest of your day it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win